Listener Production. A cautious start to a jam-packed week for investors. And a gold rather than a silver lining for the share market today. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Craig. It's Monday, the 16th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good afternoon, Craig. Mr. Daglian, how are you? <laughs> I'm not bad. I was going to say grouse. Grouse, yes. Haven't used that for a while. but it's uh, the 1970s, <laughs> I think. Yes, it was the last time it was used. Yeah, okay. And, and then today. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's been an interesting start to uh, to the week for markets. As we head into the market close, the ASX 200 at the moment is down by roughly a third of 1%. We had a pretty messy session over in the United States, which was led lower by many of those tech stocks. And some of that seems to have flowed through to our market as well. But keep in mind that our market rose by 1.4% last week. You know, it went on its longest winning streak in four months, six Mm. straight days of gains, 3% worth of gains over that period, Mm. partly thanks to some reports that China could unveil fresh infrastructure stimulus that was late last week, but um, not the best start. No, we're still waiting for Godot when we're talking about Chinese mm. stimulus. So there's always that hope there that they'll do something. But um, we've certainly got some Chinese economic growth figures this week and the activity data, and it may come on the back of that if, if they're weak, weak figures. But of the 11 sectors, only the two sectors are higher, the energy sector and the materials or the mining sector. And within that, the materials or the mining sector is the gold sector. Absolutely. It's a sub-index, and mm. um, the, it's up around about 3.5% today. Um, a stronger gold price or a higher gold price, lower Australian dollar. In Australian dollar terms, it's very much good news for gold producers. Exactly. And that's why if we look at the, the top 10 performers heading into the close, nine of the 10 best are all gold mining companies. So mm. absolutely dominating. And this has a bit to do with the conflict in, in Israel and Gaza at the moment, isn't it? Because we've seen you know, mining and energy stocks standing out. The rest of the market is largely under pressure today. Gold just had its best week in seven months due to a flight to safety. So when there are conflicts like this, it can be something that happens. And oil, on the other hand, on Friday had its its biggest lift since April as well, um, because if this escalates and the um, you know other nations are dragged into this as well, that could um, create a, a s- supply shortage perhaps over the, the medium term. Yeah, well, our commodity strategist says keep your eyes on Iran. It, if Iran becomes embroiled in this, then we start to see some concerns about energy supplies or oil supplies in the Strait of Hormuz. And um, if that occurs, then we may go above $100 uh, a barrel for for the um, uh, the oil prices. So, uh, and in times of uncertainty, you tend to go towards gold, and we're seeing the same sorts of things that we've seen in the past where uncertainty is reigning. Yeah, so some of the best West African resources, Regis resources, Perseus, Capricorn metals, and uh, um, a number of others as uh, as well. Maybe we should look at some, some stocks that are receiving attention, but one that really seems to have uh, grabbed the headlines today, at least, was Liontown. Yes, Albemarle has dumped its $6.6 billion proposed takeover of Liontown over growing complexities about the, uh, the the bid. And this is a complicated one because back in March, uh, Albemarle, the, the US lithium giant, the world's largest, approached Liontown putting some money on the table, $2.50 per share. Mm. Liontown was very quick to reject this, uh, but then it upped the, uh, the offer mm. to $3 more recently. And back in March, its shares close to doubled off the back of that initial approach. And in recent weeks, Australia's richest person, Gina Reinhart, has been gradually increasing her stake in Liontown to almost 20%. So I guess that's frightened off um, the, the US lithium giant. Well, complexity is probably, uh, sums it up quite <laughs> nicely, then, doesn't it? 
Exactly right. Fletcher Building has been another stock in uh, in focus today. At this point, it is the worst performer on the ASX 200. It's down by a little more than uh, than 8% and um, came out of a trading halt which had entered last Wednesday and it took some time to address some accusations made by WA's largest home builder, BGC, which blamed plumbing pipe leaks on a number of states' new properties built between 2017 and 2022 on a manufacturing defect on one of Fletcher's products. So Fletcher's been pretty quick and defending itself here, blaming other things like poor installation and lower mm. governance standards in WA. So this is one that's continuing to receive attention. It's, a, it's another one of watch this space to, to see how this one you know, sort of transpires in coming weeks and months. Exactly. Treasury Wine Estates has also uh, been in focus. Um, we're in that AGM annual general meeting season at the moment. Not doing too much on the market, though? No, pretty flat on the market. Um, they're saying it's uh, 55% of its earnings are going to be weighted to the second half. It's also had the, the board remuneration uh, report and uh, wasn't uh, happy proceedings there. 46.07% voted against the remuneration. That's the first strike. Now, if you go to the AGM uh, in 2024... And um, we get more than 25% uh, voting against the uh, remuneration, then we could see a board spill. Qantas is another. Um, now, its share price down about 2.5% today, and it's had a number of leadership changes and um, a reshuffle in recent times. And today, the, the head of its loyalty division, Olivia Worth, announced her intention to leave the group in February. And this is after 14 years with the group. Alan Joyce, of course, recently left the company. The chairman, Richard Goiter, announced his uh, retirement last week as well. And Quanta shares down about 30% from this year's peak. So it's had a, a rough ride. The, well, there will be you know, sort of um, somebody joining uh, Qantas rather than leaving Qantas, <laughs> and a bit of a trend. Uh, PwC head of people and culture, Catherine Walsh, will be you know, joining Qantas in coming weeks. And dividend payments. Now, we don't have anywhere near as much as we did you know, a few weeks ago when we were getting like mm. billions and billions paid out daily, but carsales.com paid its uh, dividend to investors today. It shares still down roughly 2% regardless. But let's look forward to the rest of the week. Mm. There's a lot um, to look at. Let's start with Australia first because we've got, we had to narrow it down, I guess, Aussie jobs, the AGM season in full swing and, and quarterly updates as well from many of our resource stocks. But what are you expecting with the Aussie jobs report this Thursday? Well, the, the House view, Commonwealth Bank Group uh, economists uh, believe that 20,000 jobs were created in the month of uh, September. Now, that's a little bit short of what's required to prevent the jobless rate for, from rising. So unemployment may have lifted from 3.7% to 3.8%. And it is our expectation with the softening of the Australian economy that we'll get a gradual lift in the unemployment rate over time. Now, this time next year, we may see an unemployment rate sitting somewhere around around about 4 to 4.5%. If that was the peak for, for this slowdown, that would be quite remarkable. But it gets down to the effects of uh, demographics where we do have uh, a, a shortage of people coming into to the market. We have to rely on migration for the growth of our job market and for the meeting of the employment um, vacancies that we have. Yeah, and look, we're, we're three weeks out from the RBA's next decision on interest rates. It's another reason why I think investors and, and analysts and economists will be watching this carefully on, on Thursday. The market is currently pricing in about a 95% chance that rates are on hold in early November on Day. That would be the fifth straight month that we don't get a movement. But there are three things to watch really from here through to that date on Melbourne Cup Day. There's jobs report, quarterly inflation next week, 
retail spending the week after that. And the stronger these numbers are, the more likely, I guess, we are to get a, a rate hike perhaps by the end of the year. We're watching also in terms of uh, retail spending and any gauge that mm. may come out from some of the stocks mm-hmm. or from some of the companies that are through their annual general meeting season. So we may get some indication through that. And you've got to continue to watch the overseas trends, what's happening in China, what's happening in the United States. Yeah. And of course, over this week, we've got, you know, sort of a fair few things to watch out for. We've got the Federal Reserve Beige Book coming out on Wednesday, and we've also got a speech from the head of the Federal Reserve, uh, Jerome Powell, on on Thursday. We also have a speech from our own new Reserve Bank Governor um, on Wednesday as well. Lots going on. So with those AGMs, uh, we've got Telstra, Cochlear, Treasury Wine Estates, Origin, number of them, and this is where companies meet investors annually and they basically answer their questions and give a, a bit of an update. Quarterly updates, we're going to hear from BHP, Rio, Woodside, Santos, many of the gold miners as well that provide an update to investors how they've done over the past three months. And over in the US, US profit results, that's going to start ramping up. So Tesla, Netflix, Johnson & Johnson, many of the big banks will all be out with their results. So that's quite important for the American stocks. China, you mentioned at the outset as well. So plenty of data on Wednesday. It's going to be one of the biggest days of the month for how its economy is doing too. Yes, uh, in terms of Chinese economic growth on Wednesday, annual GDP is estimated at 4.5%. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see whether that comes through. And uh, on the same day, they'll come out with the, the usual activity readings, which is uh, retail spending, uh, production, inventories and, and employment. Um, in terms of the US earnings season, 32 out of 500 of the S&P 500 companies have reported 84% so far in excess of the the mean for earnings per share. So uh, it's it has been a reasonable start. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Craig. And um, we'll do this again uh, tomorrow. And enjoy your evening, everyone. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.